0: Welcome to A Brief Chat. I'm Jason Crane. Today is Friday. It's the 20th of September, 2019.
1: (coughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) Are you going to keep that in? And my guest once again,
0: for no easily discernible reason, is my partner, the love of my life,
1: everyone's favorite
0: co-host.
1: The worst co-host in history. Hi, sweetie. Hi! Welcome back to the show. You're literally leaning as far as you humanly can away from me. No way!
0: If this couch were longer, I'd be even further away.
1: They call this a love seat, but we're going to rename it after this.
0: Yeah, the tolerate seat
1: right
0: now. Uh, Yeah, come on down. No, you sit on the tolerate seat. Uh, Anyway, that's. Oh, and I think I said that's that's you. Um, And before before you grab the wheel and turn it any harder. I'm going to try to get us to what we were going to talk about yesterday, which is gender identity. Yeah. One of the themes, I don't know what this show is about anymore. I've lost control of it completely. I don't just mean this episode, although I do also mean this episode, (laughs) but I just mean the show in general. But one of the things I thought it was about is living authentic lives in a world that is often determined to stop us from doing that. And you, every day, provide an example of what that's like, both living an authentic life and the opposition to it through gender identity. So maybe we can start there. Can you just talk about your own gender identity and and what it's like for you?
1: I'm non-binary, which can mean like 7 million different things for for different people. For me, I'm agender. Essentially, that just means like... don't. I don't got one if you ask me are you a boy or a girl the answer is like no (laughs) I used to be an active member of the LGBTQA community on, on campus too when I was an undergrad and I would spend a lot of time trying to help people understand what that is and just like doing a lot of education focused stuff on that I think I definitely do want to return to that at some point But I'm also realizing that I'm at a place in my life right now where I'm really exhausted by all that stuff, too. And that's not to say that I don't want to talk about it here, obviously. But I think just like the real candid response to being a gender for me right now is it's exhausting because it's for me, it's like a very quiet thing. Like I'm not like it's how anybody else would express their gender. They're not like, trying to express like being a woman all the time or being a man all the time, like that much every day. I mean, I just am me. And I try to, (laughs) I try to do that to the best that I can. But you know, like, it's, it's kind of frustrating sometimes, because it is such a dichotomous society, specifically, you know, like, Western American, you know, North American European society is like, really dichotomous and our, our philosophy and a lot of things. So it's just like you are one or the other. And I'm so excited to see that start to grow. But there's a lot of pushback starting to happen with that too. In some cases, it means things as as intense as conversion therapy for for young people or people being killed for who they are. A lot of the times for folks in the trans and non-binary community, proportionally, we see that violence happening more to trans women of color, but it is something that exists for people who are, you know, obviously non-binary as well, and that's, you know, that's something that kind of just, like, lives in the back of your head, (laughs) especially in central Pennsylvania, where, like, we see, like, random Nazi cars from time to time, and I'm like, oh, that's right, I'm also probably on your list somewhere, you know, so there's that, but then it's also just, like, I'm just gonna keep retweeting dogs, too, you know, like, and, and doing my thing. So it, it, it's weird to prioritize that in life.
0: One thing that is useful to point out to folks, especially if there are people who are listening who don't have a lot of experience with non-binary people, is, for example, you use the pronouns they, them Yeah, instead yeah, yeah. of he, him, or she, her.
1: Which I'll also point out, we have been using singular they, them in English for time immemorial. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. One of the challenges of that, and as you said you're not you're not constantly going out of your way to express some idea of a genderedness. right and so you know, to be frank, to any person who doesn't know you and just looks at you, you look like a woman right, and that means that in your daily life, you constantly get misgendered right. In, in two different ways, both by people who have no possible way of knowing. Right. But then also by people who do know. Yeah. And who don't put the requisite amount of effort into using the correct pronouns.
1: Yeah, they just don't see it as something that, that matters. and You know, that's... Some... Why does it matter? I mean, because it's who I am, you know? Like, why would you respect anything about anybody like that, you know? I mean, we give better respect to our pets, <laughs> and they and a sign gender than we do other people, and I obviously think we should, I guess. I mean, dogs don't really have a sense of gender. They just are dog. Um, but, you know, the fact that we'll do that and not do it for people is kind of striking sometimes.
0: I was talking to a friend of mine in the city I used to live in at one point about this, about you in particular. Well, I won't say he didn't understand. He's very intelligent. Of course he understood the concepts, but he didn't understand the importance of using people's pronouns. And I said, well just imagine that you don't you don't feel like a man or a woman, but almost every person you encounter refers to you as the thing you don't feel like. And it creates in you a sense of dysphoria, a sense of disconnection from who you truly are. Now, imagine that you instead are now one of the people who knows that person. Wouldn't you do anything to try to recognize their innate humanity, especially in a world that's not normally going to do it? Like, It's not, it's not whether or not it's convenient for those of us who are not the person. It's that that's a mark of that person's innate humanity and self-identification and if they're going to walk through life most of the time having that ignored it's even more incumbent upon those of us who know to go out of our way to recognize and respect and honor that person's humanity i mean like we should like everybody should be doing but sometimes they just don't know
1: yeah and you know usually it's like in my in my experience too again because a lot of my friends and a lot of my community is you know other people who um, are binary trans non-binary trans you know just identify as non-binary. There's like a little bit of a learning curve like you flip a switch for if it's like the first person you've ever met who has ever gone through a social transition like that, but it just gets easier and then it's just like a quiet little thing that is just I mean, once it's done, it's done. you know like I I don't think a lot of the people closest to me, misgender me much if at all anymore like my mom doesn't misgender me anymore like my mom of all people like the the person who like gave birth to me and had an entire different name an entire different set of pronouns for me for like virtually all of my life can do it so if she can do it like anybody can in my mind
0: that is my spouse and my favorite person uh well actually tied for first because i have two kids
1: (laughs) yes no i'm very very honored to be tied
0: so tied for first uh Owen Crane you can find them online at shimmy lizard sounds exactly like or spelled exactly like it sounds I'm Jason Crane you can find this show at abriefchat.com I love you a better world is possible